Hello, Internet. It's Tori. You're listening to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. For updates on when episodes go live, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. To join the discussion, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash CosmereCast, where you'll find an invitation to our Discord server. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Joining me this week are Craig. Hello. Dave. Uh, came up with a joke for this, but I couldn't remember what it was. And yeah. Tori. Hello, Internet. And we start every week with good things, so Craig, what's a good thing? Guys, it's been my good thing before, and I really want you to play it. Play Subnautica. Do it. Do it. <clears throat> so, I, I know I've talked before, but Subnautica is a survival uh, ocean game. And it, it has some horror elements to it, um, in case you have a fear of the ocean and stuff. Uh, it, it can be pretty intimidating. And if not, you will. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know, but like when I started, <laughs> I'm like, because you start in the safe shallows, which is not very deep at all. It's very colorful. It's nice and friendly. Um, but then you just you just start going just a little bit further away. And spoilers there's nothing scary Whoa. really out there but like in in the biomes just touching the safe shallows um when you first play it's gonna be sort of scary it's gonna be like that's it goes deeper like it goes down further and uh, i don't know if i want to go down there and that that is the tip of the ice there's an iceberg there is an iceberg in below zero um th- this is more of a uh um what's the word not analogy but whatever language so yeah, Subnautica so, um, is a language. So get on Duolingo. Now keep I up your daily streak. I know there's a lot of like survival type game. So there is a crafting uh, mechanic to it. You have to make sure you get food and water. Um, it's not that hard to do these things, and there are quite a bit of of things that you can build, and you, it, it has a base building aspect and things like that. But you get some fun, neat tools um, and and ocean going vessels. And you get to explore deeper and deeper. You got to push through your fear, but it's very rewarding. It is so atmospheric, so immersive. Um, I haven't really tried the VR, but there is a, a VR for it. And that seems sort of scary. Um, I actually just pl- play the randomizer for it. And because, of course, there's a randomizer for everything. Um, and that's what made me say, you know what? Look, that's my good thing. I really want to get Dave to try it, but uh, he has muted me for some reason. So. That's sad. Uh, he probably wants to avoid spoilers. I didn't mean real spoilers. Yep, that's what he says in the chat. I'm going to play it soon, and I don't want any info going in. So. so I'm going to ping him so that he can do his good thing. Oh, Himija beat me to it. Uh, that That is the fun thing. I, I will say it is pretty enjoyable to watch people play. Craig, you just made Himija into a liar. He said you were done, and then you didn't done. Just saying I like watching people play. Not done. Not Time. Time. I am looking forward to Dave, though. So, Dave, what's your good what's thing? What's my good thing? <laughs> oh, boy, you guys. Uh, I may get some lashback for this. So, my divisive thing this week is an album from the 90s, and I was enjoying it this week. It is called Jagged Little Pill, and it is by Alanis Morissette. And yes. I hold that it is a good thing. It is a good thing. I love that album. So, Why is this controversial? A lot of people don't like her. That is Whatever. one of the one of a handful of albums in the world that I can go through the whole thing without skipping a single song. I'd skip ironic, but 
Um, <laughs> no, I sing that one very loudly. It's okay. It's kind I of sing funny the whole like, album very loudly. You know, people give her flack for that song, but honestly, it's like that song exists to be a radio hit and push the album. And the album from um, All I Really Want up to Mary Jane, like right before Ironic, it tells it's it's kind of like a whole story from that point, And then it kind of breaks when you get to Ironic. But um, so, you know, I've never been a uh, woman jaded by failed relationships. But, you know, like I kind of helped me be a little sympathetic toward uh, Alanis and women in general. So hang on. Are you are you revealing here now that you have never dated Dave Coulier, a.k.a. Uncle Joey? He's not an uncle, but yes. All right, that's that's a bombshell that just got laid on everybody here. <laughs> anyway, um, and I I will also say that Alanis Morissette is a very good singer. Asterisk. Um, that is, if her voice doesn't bother you, she has excellent vocal range and is very passionate. And I enjoy her singing, though I, I understand the criticisms of her voice, but it's it's kind of like I think I actually made the same argument with dave matthews like even if you don't like the timbre of his voice or alanis's voice you know you can appreciate how much passion they put into their singing and how much talent they have and actually then i was thinking then i'm reminded that alanis morissette and dave matthews actually did a song together um from the dave matthews album before these crowded streets i think the song was uh don't drink was it don't drink the water might have, she might have been on a couple of tracks on that album. But anyway, yeah, uh, so I got, I haven't, hadn't listened to it since I was a kid. Jagged Little Pill, the album by Alanis Morissette. Uh, I would say a very good thing. I would agree. It's a quality album. Yeah, I listen to it a lot. And I sing it at the top of my lungs because I have <laughs> the exact same range. Makes me feel like I'm talented or something. So, all right. Uh, my good thing this week is two good things this week. And I posted them both in good things. One of them is... (laughs) One of them is Alice's Restaurant by Arlo Guthrie. It's an 18-minute song, and it is a Thanksgiving song, and it's phenomenal. Like, if you've never heard it before, it's it's wonderful. It's a folk song, protest song, Thanksgiving song, all about Alice's Restaurant, where you can get anything you want, excepting Alice. When, uh, why did Arlo um, Guthrie come up uh, a couple of weeks ago? I remember because my remember was a Canadian folk singer. So uh, the radio station in, in Philly, uh, MMR, plays Alice's Restaurant on the radio WX- every Thanksgiving. MMR plays it. WXPN yes. plays it. Yes, it That's is a requirement w- on Thanksgiving to play Alice's. So they do, and it is a MMR, full the rock station eighteen minutes long. Yeah, they play the whole thing. And Dude, you should Pierre listen. Robert, he's you, on top of that. You should okay. listen to the full 18 minutes because it's a journey. Great story. About it's not by journey. Littering. <laughs> and journey not... should have done a cover of this. <laughs> it's not. By... <laughs> yeah, they play the whole thing on the radio all 18 minutes. I didn't know how long it was. I just know it's just it's a drive. Like you could just listen at the whole thing. Uh, my second good thing is till death do us blurt, which you may remember from every other Thanksgiving recording we've done. Uh, this has been a good thing for me, and it it is, and it will be, and it has been forever. Amen. Uh, yeah. Some people watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 every year 
on Thanksgiving. Or not on Thanksgiving. They actually watch it before because the I'm episode comes people. out. The episode comes out on Thanksgiving. Um, it's not a good movie, and you shouldn't watch it. But you should listen to the podcast. In the first episode, they'll tell you to watch the movie. Don't don't do that. Don't listen to that. That is that is a fool's game. You will understand everything that happens in this movie as you're listening to the podcast because they talk about it to a, a great extent. Like, and it there's not much to this movie. Like, you can follow it. It's easy. Uh, yeah. Till death to a splart. So, Tori, what's your good thing this week? I'm gonna go with Hawkeye on Disney Plus. It is the new um, TV show that takes place in the MCU, and uh, it's about Hawkeye and um, a young woman named Kate Bishop, who is going to be the next Hawkeye, I assume. Spoiler alert. I don't know that for a fact, but it seems like it's trending that way. Um, It's fun. It's your stereotypical Marvel fun, like just a mix of action and humor and and um, and, and it's fun. So I enjoyed it. Uh, There's two episodes out right now, uh, one coming out every week uh, after that. Um, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be, but I enjoyed it so far. All right. Uh, Dave, I believe you finished a... Is this a short story or a novella? I feel like it's a novella. I'm going to say it's a novella. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, so Dave, you should have finished a novella this week, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we are only doing part six this week, right? And we covered chapter five, part five last week? Yeah. We did. Okay. Yeah, that's it. The sixth and final part of... Kelsier Ghost Mysteries by Brandon Sanders. That's what it should have been called. <laughs> right? Mistborn Secret History. That's what makes it a mystery, you guys. It's a secret history. And mystery rhymes with... You gotta do secret stuff sometimes. Decristory. Alright, uh, part six is titled Hero, but not of It's just Hero. And chapter one, part six. So here we go. Fadric City. Drifter. I was hoping to see Spook. Wait, Spook is in a different castle. This is Set's castle, right? I forget. I think I remember this part where Vin has a gut feeling about meeting this one contact dude and then bails. Was Vin running from Kelsier or the ruined shadowy thing after? Uh, why could Vin see him? Is she not wearing her earring in this scene? I don't feel like looking at it up. Cowboy diplomacy style. Ruin uses 1,000 needles. Too bad Kelsier isn't a blue mate. How about that? Fadric City. I believe Jeff Bridges was the mayor of Fadric City. Is this where Set was from? I forget. Craig, that's um, a question directed to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Fadric City exists in this. What? Like what? Fadric this? City? What? Hello? Set? Not the Set. C E T T. Set. Oh, Ashweather Set. <laughs> yeah, Ashweather Set. I'm like, I'm, I think we're like mixing in Era Two, and that's why I was confused. Yeah, Ash Ashweather Set. Is the capital is Fadric City for for Ashweather Set Kingdom? Okay, yeah. But Spook is in uh, a different castle. That's right, because I think Rowan sent Vin over to Fadric City as a decoy extraction, or mm, I forget yeah. where was there was there a one of them caverns in Fadric City. I don't remember. This is where um this is where Atium burning forehead headband dude. That's name sounds like the Resistance leader dude's name Yeoman. This is where Yeoman's from, right? Oh man! So they running. Yeoman. I miss Yeoman. I'm I'm sad Yeoman didn't show up in this book. Actually, he was cool. Uh, yeah, Yeoman took over Set's kingdom. Like that's why that's part of why Set left. Yeah. Right? Am I remembering mm-hmm. that correctly? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I thought I didn't know if Set left because of Yeoman or if Yeoman just kind of filled the void when Set left. Uh, yeah, Yeoman was you know loyal to Lord Ruler, of course. Um, maybe that was, had something to do with it. I don't remember all the details. I can't wait to go back and until uh, we get a new new reader and I can go back and reread these books. You guys, they're great. I mean, uh, you can reread it whenever you want. I don't feel like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I do slightly remember this part where Vin was supposed to meet with somebody, and she gets this gut feeling like, oh, I shouldn't go to this meeting. Yeah, apparently she's Kelsier... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, apparently Kelsier was able to whisper in her ear and give her ill ease about meeting Hoyt. <laughs> yeah, because she was going to meet Hoyt. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I don't know. Why does, well, Kelsier doesn't like most people. I can understand why he wouldn't like the most lovable person, even. The uh, most lovable is Hoyd? What? All right. Name a lovable character. Universally. Nightblood. Like, Sil. Aloysius. He's not a person. Sil. Yeah. Not a person. Sil's also not hey, a person. Hey, Sil's a person to me. Sil is an honor. Rock. Friend. The, lo- the Lopen and Rock. Okay. Uh, Light Song. Queen. Scoot. Oh, Scoot. Like Scoot. Scoot's like Scoot. pretty great. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't trust Hoyd anywhere. Like, Man, I, I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. So there you go. Which gives dwarves a decided advantage. Um, I don't know. They're here. Well, keep in mind they Throwing got off on the wrong up. foot. They had a fisty cuffs, and uh, they had a wit to cuffs. Yes, exactly. They had a wit beating the absolute bejesus out of uh Kelsier. Like and Kelsier cuffs. does not take that lightly. I, I was trying to catch up on reading last night, and I mm-hmm. did not make it very far. But I did make it through that section, and it's not a fight. Kelsier tries to make it a fight, and he fails on every level. Hoyd, wow. Just wow. If Kelsier Guys, had a wonder. body during that scene, he wouldn't have one for very much longer. Guys, have you seen Ghost with Patrick Swayze? Yes. Yes. You know how Patrick there's that scene where he's in the subway? And he wants to learn how to actually, like, interact with the regular world. And he yeah. sort of interacts with that one ghost who can interact with the real world. Train That's ghost. what that scene reminds me of. So, Kelsier is Patrick Swayze and yes. Hoyt is Train Man? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> but it's just the fact that he, he doesn't know. I mean, he doesn't know how to use... Number one, he doesn't have his allomancy anymore. So he's sort of got used to that. And two, he just doesn't know how to cognitive shadow. So it's like so many disadvantages. This makes me wonder how Kelsier liked to operate before he became an Alamancer. Like he was he was a squib before the pits, right? He went from nothing to Mistborn. Right. So, you know, I guess he was good at he was good at conning people like he could infiltrate yeah. the balls and, you know, act like a nobleman and all that. So did he just, like, pull people aside and just, like, punch them? Kelsier does a lot of punching. No, but he's a con man. He was a con man. I don't think he got into many fights before. I mean, I'm sure he's good with a knife. Look, the amount of punching that he does in the cognitive realm makes me think that he had some talent or some, you know, proclivity toward punching in in the before Pits of Paths in. You think he was a semi-professional, amateur, unlicensed Queensberry Rules boxer? Uh, Lord Ruler's Berry Rules, but yes. Sounds legit. He could have been like Teddy Roosevelt. He could be a gentleman and a boxer. Nah, I I don't see Kelsier being like a Teddy Roosevelt, but... Well, no one's like Teddy Roosevelt. That's true. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always pictured him as a con man, um, swindling people when he can. He probably still put a team together, and I'm sure he got some Alamancers together. Like, I don't think he was completely, like, anti-Alamancers. There's definitely a few in the underground. His brother that... was always a bronze. Yeah, secret, That's true, right? yeah. He no, was, his but... Kelsier's MO, as far as, like, team building, didn't change after the pits. Like, he right. went through the same process. They talk about it in the first book. Like, this is the first team he's put together since the pits. So, like, the process and, like, talking about other people he's recruited in the past, like, that's that hasn't changed. He yeah. always had a full team of Alamancers. It's just that this yeah, time he's, got, he's like, the muscle. Breeze club, like, Breeze clubs him. He knew all these people before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But Kelsier himself, I feel like he must have, like, punched some dudes at balls. Possibly he punched them in the cotillions. I think, honestly, I feel like becoming a Mistborn made him sloppy in conning people. <laughs> like, because he got That's used fair. to it. He always, could always fall back on it, so... Well, yeah, he didn't use a ton of emotional alimates. He was he was yeah. mostly, like, a, he was a combat-heavy Mistborn, right? Yep, yep. I but his, his go-to after becoming a Mistborn, if you'll remember from 11th Metal, was talking. Right. Like, like that was his... Oh, the that was what he was stuff. trying to do when Gemmel was like, no... Shut up. Go kill that guy. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, so I guess... Yeah, so I guess he's more of a social rogue, as they say. But also, he had to have... He had to have some practice punching. Because, like... Or maybe he's just, like... Maybe he just got used to being violent because of being a Mistborn. And, like, all he had was ghost punches. When all you have is ghost punches, every problem looks like a hoid face. <laughs> That's, like, the one person he didn't punch all right nobody oh, wants to so yeah uh whatever i don't there's there's a lot of references to the hero of ages chapter where vin is blooping around and skippity scabbity avoiding <laughs> adopity looping around <laughs> and um i don't remember it well enough but i'm sure it's consistent and then rowan shows up and he's like oh man the mic's not picking that up fortunately for you guys but I made a thousand needles sound. Like, you ever play this game called Final Fantasy? Any of them? Mm-hmm. And there's this spell called Thousand Needles. That's basically what Ruin did. He just shoots ghost needles at Ghost Kelsier. But Kelsier can't learn the move because he's not a blue mage. I don't know. What, what happened in this chapter? Anyone? What is going on? That's what I'm asking. Craig, check the copper mind. Dude, I know what happened. It's the end of the story. All right. Well... We still have a few more chapters in part six, so I guess we can, speaking of, go on to the next one. Chapter two. Uh, all right. The cookies are too hot for Kelsier, but he's allowed to smell them. What in the world does that mean? You tell us, please. <laughs> uh, man. Kelsier made some kind of analogy about, was this before or after he ascended? I don't remember. Maybe it was before he ascended and he's like, oh, I, I can't have the cookies, but I can smell them or something. I can smell them in the living room while playing on my Nintendo. And mom says, you have to wait for them to cool off. And I can't wait to eat them, but I sure can smell them. Uh, well, that that's... dead guy obligator is fired for breaching the NDA. That's an absolute falsehood. You should eat the cookies while they're still warm. And they cool off really quickly if you put them on a cooling rack. So you've only got like a couple minute window there. Put them in the window and then Sylvester the cat will steal your pie. What was this NDA? Some, an obligator 
gave out some secrets. Non-disclosure agreement? I, I know what NDA means. Okay. Whatever. Uh, preservation's plan was pretty good, hopefully. Ruin doesn't know as much as he thinks he does. Find a way past Ruin. That sounds like a job for Marsh. A uh, little help. You want to know what your thing means? Oh, what happened in this chapter? <laughs> All I got is cookies and NDAs. What? And... You... When did you read this? Less than a week ago. Okay. Um... Is this is this the chapter where Coloss are dying in droves, and then the spirits that appear after their death are human spirits? Maybe that might have happened. I didn't write a bullet point about it though. Yeah, you're talking about one... chapter two, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Because one of those spirits was an obligator and was all like, what? What happened? Dang it. They weren't supposed to turn me into a coloss. And he broke the NDA. Okay. Now, what are the cookies? All right. I have no idea what that means. It's an excellent right. I think I think I should but this move is where, on. This is, so something important does happen. Uh, Kelsier gets a message to Spook to try to get Spook to tell Vin... Don't trust anyone pierced with metal. Like this is that happened in this chapter. Yeah. Okay. That's the end of the chapter. So th- this is like right after Spook has removed his bike, right? But he's still. Isn't this where he's like asleep? Like it's a dream that he has, and he comes to Spook in his dream. Right. Because Ruin had appeared as Kelsier to Spook after right. he spiked him, right? And yeah. then here we actually have Kelsier appearing for realsies this time. That I thought that was later on in part six, but okay. How did I not? How did I write all these gobbledygook bullet points and not actually get to that? I don't. It must know. have been. Yeah, I don't know. Must have been talk a right about before the cookies. That was important. <laughs> it was a right before bedtime reading. That would be my. All right. Uh, chapter three. I think I can remember Midge. Uh, nope. What? What does that even mean? Who's <laughs> Midge? There's. He's looking. Okay, in this chapter, Kelsier's looking for a semi-insane soldier that he can use to communicate to Vin with. So maybe that's Mitch. Okay. Kelsier hates beards. I bet Kelsier is going to tell Marsh to remove Vin's earring. Well, more or less that's correct. Kind of indirectly correct. Uh, chapter four? Four. All right. Splintered, you say. So preservation is afraid that Ruin will splinter him. You know, I heard that word before, so I wrote it down. Sometimes you just got to do better sometimes. Preservation can hear thoughts, but not talk to people. Remember? We learned that in Book 2, Era 2, with Bleeder. What's the first rule of Allomancy? I thought it was Newton's third law. You know, I have to hand it to Kelsier, though. Newton took three laws to recognize normal force, and Kelton did it. Kelsier did it in one. <laughs> Kelton. Um, yeah, I don't... This is bull nonsense. Kelsier's like screaming at me. He's like, Vin, what's the first thing I told you about elements? You never trust anybody with spikes. I'm like, bull crap. You didn't know anything about hemallergy when training Vin. I don't know what he's getting off at. The first rule of elements is that every action has an equal reaction or something. Fair. Or there's like maybe the. Kelsier's oh, just making up stuff at this point. Blah, blah, blah. Pierce. Yeah, I guess it's the megalomaniac in him. Is the like, first rule I'm... of Alamancy is no shoes. The second rule no. of Alamancy is jump off this wall. <laughs> the first rule of Alamancy is don't talk about Alamancy. Uh-oh. Delete the podcast, Mike. We're done here. This concludes the spoiler-free show. Nope, nope, not quite. All right. Uh, Yeah, so yeah, I guess Kelsey is just like, I knew this all along, and I warned everybody. Ha-ha! All right. 
Uh, and finally, you got uh, Spikety, Spikey Spike. I know you can read my thoughts, Kelsier. Meow, 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 meow. Dang it. I don't remember Kelsier saying anything about Spikes right at first. This is his bullplop. Yeah, okay. Went over that. Did anything happen in this chapter? I remembered feeling a lot of things reading these chapters, but not really, like, watching stuff happen. And it's stuff that we've already seen happen, just from Kelsier's perspective, really. I'll take it by the silence that uh, we can move on to Chapter 5. Yes, we can. All right. Oh, snap. Didn't Spook have a vision of Kelsier or something? How did I completely forget about that? Oh, yeah. Erto, that was it. Why is Kelsier so connected to Spook? Is it the savantity? No. The ruin visions? No, he just... just... The look uppitudinous. Yeah, look uppitudinous. It's the look uppitudinous. And finally, Spoo gonna die. I, I think um, Kelsier is connected to all of his teammates, his crew. Like, he, he feels strongly about all of them, including Vin, actually. Yeah, but there's yeah, but specifically there a point. He feels a stronger connection to Spook than he does to both Marsh and Vin. Yeah, uh, I think it makes sense for Marsh because he loves his brother, but he doesn't like his brother. So they they've okay. always had this sort of rivalness to them. Uh, Vin, it makes sense for Marsh. Yeah, I think Vin's just new to the team. Although is Spook new? No, no, Spook is Club's nephew, right? So he's probably right. been around about as long as Club. But like Kelsier thinks of Vin as a daughter, so yes. like yes. that seems pretty pretty connecty. Um, uh, Spook is new to the group. Like, clubs just brought him to... So, yeah, oh, yeah but at this Luthadel. point in the plot, uh, I can Vin see is... How, I can see how much Kelsier means to Spook, but not really how much Spook means to Kelsier. That didn't really come across. I was going to say, at this point in the plot, Vin is still spiked, and Spook is not anymore. Yeah. Although, there was a small part where... I don't know, because Vin had to push her earring through this Inquisitor or something. Wait, how did Vin push her hemologically charged earring? Hang on a second. Wasn't there a part where Vin, when you know, when Yaden or Yeoman, I forget. Why did they have such similar names? <laughs> Yeoman. When Yeoman imprisoned Vin, she got out by push like Vin, like messing up her earring and pushing it through like her her guard or something, and then she had to go send her earring off to go get fixed. Like, there was a small period where Vin was not spiked while she was in Fadric City. I remember that much. But wait, how did Vin... I thought you couldn't push hemologically charged metals. No. Or not easily. It's ferrochemically charged, and it takes a lot of charge to get them to not react at all to Allomancy. Um, You're thinking of spikes that are, like, actually in a body, and you can't mess with those because they're in a body. Unless you have really strong elements, like if you're a Lord Ruler, or if you absorb the power of the mist. Or if you're wax with the bands of mourning. No, that's basically being a Lord Ruler now, isn't it? It isn't not that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I so this brings up an interesting question about connection. So connection is between two different people right or two different spirits it could be even between like an object and a person right so is it one way can can the connection be so strong on one end it's i guess it's kind of like all right if i'm if i'm standing on the other side of the room from craig and we're holding a rope right and we're each holding onto that rope and uh you know that rope is the connection 
and the more taut the rope is, is the stronger the connection as we're like gripping onto it, right? So does one person having a stronger grip increase the connection, or do both parties have to hold the grip in equal measure to strengthen the connection? I think because connection can be formed in one direction. Yeah, right. I, I would go with what Mike said. I think that's consistent with what's going on here because Spook so admires and worships and looks up to Kelsier that it it could be forming this strong connection even you know without Kelsier having cultivated it. Cultivated, you say? No, that's a different shard. We're on Roshard. We're not on Roshard. We're on Scadrial. We're actually in the cognitive realm on Scadrial. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Is there anything else to talk about? Nope. No. All right, then. This concludes this week's spoilers action. Wait, what? No. Oh, you... All right. I have a single bullet point for Chapter 6 of Part 6, and that is Kelsier is proud of Spook. I don't remember if this is when he ran... I guess it's when he ran into the birding building, because uh, at the end of Chapter 5, it looked like Spook was going to die, but, oh, fooled you. He's still alive in Chapter 6. It's a pretty short one. Uh, all right, Chapter 7 of Part 6. I told you all Kelsier didn't know Gorodel. Marsh read the note. Vin versus a murder of Inquisitors. Vin, take my energy. Kelsier dies for like the 16th time or something. So here we have Gorodel. He's carrying the aluminum note. Hopefully to get to Vin so that she'll know not to trust people that are pierced by metal, including her own metal self, earring self. Uh, but oh no, Marsh intercepted the note and kills Gorodel. But Marsh reads the note. Um, so Rowan and Kelsier are kind of having a tussle here, which prevents Kelsier from getting too close to Marsh, but I would have liked to see something on the part of, uh, Kelsier reading Marsh's mind here. I mean, there was a, I don't remember which, if it was this chapter or a different chapter where Kelsier kind of gets this moment of pride about Marsh and how Marsh is able to keep his own identity despite the capital or lowercase, I don't care. He gets so he's Marsh is able to keep his own identity despite being severally spiked by Ruin. But anyway, this very important moment where Marsh reads the note, I would have liked a little callback to it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how this went down in Hero of Ages. I remember Marsh grabs the note and he's able to read it with Alamancy, I guess, because you know he don't got eyes. And Ruin. Ruin can't read it because metal is just really bright to him. So Marsh reads it, and, you know, Ruin can only hear what Marsh says out loud. Ruin can only speak thoughts, not read thoughts. So what does Marsh actually tell Ruin the note says? I don't remember. I think he reads it out loud. Yeah, I think he just reads the note. I just think Ruin doesn't care. Like, he already knows. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, to... For Ruin, the fact that Vin did not get the message is victory right. for him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then Kelsier gives his power to Vin. Gives the power of preservation over to Vin. All right. Uh, chapter 8 of Part 6. I bet Marsh is dead for real this time. Vin and Ellen and Sazed and AT are all here. Punchy, punchy, Conjure-style action, or whatever Milan said. Okay. This is... You know, basically the ending of Hero of Ages, where Elend and Marsh are fighting. Marsh kills Elend. Marsh, quote, dies. And Elend and Vin... Oh, well, Vin is, is fighting with Ruin. And then when Elend dies, Vin goes berserk and destroys both herself and AT at the same time. And also Sazed's there to pick up the shards. 
Good and thing he's there. Yeah. It's almost like it was prophesied or something. And then, so like, Ellen and Vin move on to the spiritual realm or the beyond, as Seizid and others call it. Those and... are different things. Oh. Do go on. The spiritual realm is not the beyond. The beyond is where dead people go. The spiritual realm is the ultimate source of investiture and where shards hang out. And where the uh, spirit web okay. is for connection and everything. Oh, okay. I, I remember there, them talking about how the cognitive realm was like the kite string, right, between the physical and spiritual realms. Right. And it was in a conversation where they were talking about the beyond, so I kind of got the idea that they were equivocal, but I guess not. I'd like to say it's physical, cognitive, spiritual is body, mind, soul. Like, that's, I I think I've heard uh, trichotomous. that somewhere. Yeah. I think I read that somewhere uh, in one of the books, but, or that's just my take on it. And even shards don't know about the place beyond because they haven't died and gone there. That's fair. I remember Seizid saying that he didn't know anything about it, but he's also a new shard, so new shard bearer, I should say. So this whole thing where ruin and preservation come together as harmony when Seizid picks them up, is this like, is it is it possible for all of the pieces of Adelnauseum to actually come and converge and build back up to the original god? A lot of people in the fan base think so. Or it might not be the original god with the same intent as before. It could be something, someone's new take on it. It's really weird because when you start mixing it, so Harmony, if you think about it, that's sort of Seizid's interpretation of what the two shards are together. It might not necessarily be true. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. But You think it actually is Harmony when they're together? Yeah, I think that there is, like, I think that ruin plus preservation equals harmony, and Seizid is not really part of that equation. Um, I mean, AT isn't really, like, ruin, uh, you know. I, I, I mean, I think that the shard has more influence on the bearer than vice versa. Let's just put it that way. Maybe maybe there that, is that a little is bit true, both yes. ways. But... The intention of the shard is more important and eventually overwrites the actual person. But there's there's a time shortly after taking up the shards shard or shards where the person hasn't been influenced by them yet and they can they can still sort of do stuff that they want to i think that's why uh how preservation worked together at the beginning they were just more willing and a little more fluid back then it's also how vin was able to kill story ruin yeah or 18 yeah that makes sense because like preservation can't kill um kelsey or Pushing Preservation's knife into Elland uh, almost killed Preservation. So, yeah. Good job, Kelsier. God. Trying to end the world a week early so he can go on <laughs> vacation. Right? Alright. Uh, I think before we embarrass ourselves further, we can go on to the final chapter. Uh, part 6, Chapter 9. This scene reminds me of that part in Earthbound where you return from or go to Magic Hands. I can't remember which. So it's like Kelsier is watching the world being rebuilt, and he's been he's taking through taking through all these different biomes and stuff. And it's it's a terrible liar. Tell that to Wax. The end. Yeah, yeah. Because Kelsier is like Kelsier is like, is there any way I can return to Material Realm? And Seized's like, uh, no. And Kelsier's like, he's a terrible liar. 
Oh yeah, it's the so, power of two D. Sazed's like no. <laughs> well, I so, mean, you know, Harmony can't. <laughs> I don't know. Harmony Go can on, totally Craig. lie. He's just bad at it. Sazed's bad at it. Um, yeah, well, we Wax, Wax is a lawman. Wax is not a con man, so I think he's easier yeah, to fool true. than Kelsier. Wax has lower charisma, uh, you know, than not as not as good at sensing motives as Kelsier for sure. He doesn't have that plus four innate buff from Max Charisma. Sense motives a wisdom skill. Hello, uh, but yeah, he's not he's not as in tune with personalities as Kelsier is for sure. And also, Kelsier has the advantage of having known Caesars, right? Yes. Okay, phew, no. I thought I had that part wrong. Well, ugh. yes. No. Yeah. Anything else before the epilogue? Nope. Epilogus. All right. Epilogue is epilogue. Sorry, I have to say it correctly. Epilogy. In the Epilogy, we hear from Spook's perspective, and Kelsier shows up and says, it's time to go string shopping. Uh, spike shopping. Well, yeah, so he wants, Kelsier is enticing Spook, you know, with the spikes. So he's like, you could be eternal like Lord Ruler, you're already a Mistborn, you're halfway there. And Kelsier was the one that talked Sazed into making Spook a Mistborn, which seemed pretty, you know, noble at the time, but I don't know, man. Kelsier's not a great role model, you guys. <laughs> like, I, he was kind of like, yeah. you know, in Mistborn the Final Empire, Kelsier's like, okay, he stands for some some noble ideas, but you know, he's kind of a megalomaniac, kind kind of a kind of a psychopath murderer, you know, mass mass murderer, racist. It's like, but okay, like we can we can see that he has flaws, but still look up to him for his good qualities. This book doesn't really paint Kelsier in a good light at all. I don't feel like like Kelsier is shown to be a lot more selfish in this book, I think, than he was in Final Empire. You know, it might be just because we get this from his perspective. And when we were reading Final Empire, it's mostly you think from he would Din. look great from his own perspective. Well, yeah, he's the hero of his own story, so hmm. I'm sure he thinks he looks confirmed. Good, but... Not Tonkfa, but but. <laughs> But yeah, so Vin, Vin is the perspective in Final Empire, and I think she looks up to Kelsier, so there, there is an embellishment. But if you think about it, he killed so many people. Like, the beginning of Final Empire is him killing a bunch of nobles, be yeah. because. so like, And it wasn't the first time. He, he very, he's very anti-noble in Final Empire. It's just that you don't see as much as he's doing because the perspective is limited to Vin. Yeah, like he killed killed Ellen like three times. Yeah, exactly. Like there was the first time where he was about to kill him, you know, in in the last day of his life, confronting Lord Early. He's like, "I want to kill this Ellen kid." Ah, uh, but Vin's in love with him. I'll I'll let him go. Like, ah, oh, fine. <laughs> and then he kills him at the Well of Ascension, and then he eventually gets Marsh to kill him a third time. So you know, even the one nobleman he likes, he kills three times, basically. Uh, real quick from my Twitch chat, uh, one of the live listeners says, I would love to see Dave's D&D stats for Kelsier. Okay. Got all the charisma. You can bring so that up. We can, uh, I can write up a character sheet for Kelsier and bring it to the right to the wrap up. Uh, yeah. So. All right. So he presents this opportunity to Spook to get these hemallergic spikes so that basically he can learn Farouk and me and be immortal. And but it kind of ends on the note of Kelsier's like time to rebuild the, my kite strings to get back to the physical realm. The end. And 
I'm actually kind of wondering, and you know, not to not to go into wrap up discussion too much, but um, no, never mind. I was thinking, who was it that actually went to the mask people in the south? But we did see Kelsier's scars, right, in yep. the vision at the end of yeah. So I guess it was actually Kelsier's body, or maybe I don't know, maybe Spook actually, maybe he's I I don't know, man. Okay, okay. Real I, quick. So either Kelsier is going to get his body back or he's going to he's going to have Spook act on his behalf. So, Dave, at this point, you now have read everything Mistborn related that exists. Except so, for the Ars Arcanum. Well, okay, there's there's nothing there. Um I mean, it's about the, the planetary <laughs> system. Uh um, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting stuff. It's just there's nothing like spoiler related. But yeah, you know everything that we know so at this point we are in speculation territory and we can speculate together we don't have to kick you off for this but uh just talking about like is that actually like okay so so go back to your question so the fact that he has scars on his arms it's definitely kelsier related kelsier's identity is he the scars are part of his identity so seeing any kind of physical representation of someone yes Okay. Yes, capital I. That is him. Just like um, Kaladin sees the the scars on his the the tattoo on his forehead. It's the same exact thing. Like that's part of his identity, and they couldn't like get rid of that. Um, it, it's it's the same exact thing. So hold on, him not quite Kaladin the thing. same exact thing because Kaladin isn't a cognitive shadow, as far okay. as we know. Yes, Th- thank you, Mike. A that's... more a more apt comparison is uh the the gods on Nalthus. Return. I was gonna return. say the return see themselves a certain way. That's why they, they're all like buff and super good looking. It, that's just the way they view themselves as gods. But then you look at someone like Vasher who's also a return and he looks like a normal dude. Uh and and they've mentioned how it changes over time. Like there was a period where seeing more indulgent was the view that gods should have and therefore they were all you know overweight or something like oh, that. Oh, but wait a second. Identity is also a ferrochemical property. So it what is. if... Huh? Okay, go on. Yeah, so identity is a ferrochemical property. So what if there's a way for Kelsier as a cognitive shadow to store his identity into a metal bind and have Spook tap it? Although, no, identity is kind of like the, the password into the ferrochemy system altogether. Yeah, there's something weird going on, but I think if someone were to tap Kelsier's identity, then they probably would have scars on them on their arms because that is part of Kelsier's identity. Yeah, but you would already need to have Kelsier's identity in order to tap his metal mines, right? Unless you could somehow empty your identity to create a non-aspected metal mind and somehow store that metal mind with identity, store identity with that metal mind. I wonder if that would be possible. You'd have to like empty yourself of identity and store your identity in that same metal mind that you are empty of. Weird, but I'm not entirely ruling it out. Uh, yeah. There's also an afterword here by Brandon Sanderson, and uh, you know, he kind of talks about how he he never intended for Kelsier to be dead, dead. You know, even from the beginning, like he even mentions that there were very, very subtle clues even in Well of Ascension before, and slightly more obvious clues in Hero of Ages that uh, Kelsier was still manipulating things from the uh, cognitive realm. I almost said the beyond, and I realized that's a completely different place from beyond the material realm. 
Oh yeah. And that's that. And that's the ending of our story. Yay. The ending. Does anybody Got anything have anything else? else or are we Pretty are we done day. with the episode? We've been I going for like done. three hours, guys. That was a good one. Wait, but... Mike's probably gonna cut out a couple hours though. <laughs> People are listening, they're like, Man, <laughs> I missed out on a couple hours. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be a, a we either have to be a patron or watch Grace Twitch stream to to get the outtakes. Hey, I guess yeah. I do okay. I do stream on Twitch for people who um who wish to view it this way as well. Like we don't really want to restrict anyone, but we do appreciate our patrons very much and they can uh join the Discord. I mean, anyone can join the Discord, but they get to listen in to the voice call on Discord. Which I recommend patrons get to do. that all of our patrons listen live at least once. So that you can see how much editing I do and how much better it is after. <laughs> uh, so next week we are doing full Mistborn overview. Yep. All ten things and castless and castless yeah. and book rankings. Book rankings. Been a while. Uh, Story do your homework, kids. Dave, I'm definitely expecting a secret history breakdown and also a. Did you do? No, we didn't do a review. We did do an overview for Bands of Morning. Yes, did. So you, we did? We did. Yes. Okay. I specifically remember the timer. He got it in exactly two minutes. It was perfect. Okay. So then, and feel free not to do this if it's if it's too much work for you. Uh, a full Mistborn, starting with Final Empire, ending with um, Secret History, two-minute breakdown. <laughs> I'm two free. minutes for six books and a short I'm... story. And another short story. Um, you get 20 I'm, seconds a book. Good luck. I'm free, you guys. You heard it here first. Yeah, if you don't want to do that, then then don't. I just think it would be very funny. Very funny. <laughs> oh, no. I have to be funny now? Nah, it comes naturally. Don't worry just about it. Just be yourself. Yeah. But then, yes, also Castless and Book Ranking coming up next week. Be prepared. All right, well, so, so just to talk about uh, this book real quick, um, do you feel like this... Do you think this adds to Mistborn itself, or do you feel like it uh, subtracts from it? So That's let me put it this question. way. I, I mean, I'm gonna. My first reaction was subtracts, but after reading the afterward, I realized that I can't really make that judgment too hastily. The the first as time I was, as I was reading it, I felt subtract. Yeah, the first time I read this, I was a little disappointed actually to hear that Kelsier survived because it's like he he already died, and it's like oh that that sort of you know. It, yeah, it's that even, subtraction, but I will afterward, say, Brandon admits that it's it's not a good trope in general. Yeah, but that he always, you know, he always wanted Kelsier to survive, right? The the tools are definitely in place in the Cosmere for this to happen. And honestly, since doing this podcast, doing a number of rereads of the books, um, I feel like it adds. Like, there's a lot of information here about the Cosmere itself within this book. Um, we get to see how things sort of work uh, in the cognitive realm and about some of the other players that exist in the Cosmere itself, yeah, like I the Irie. You, you got to love seeing uh, Nas and Chris. You got to love seeing right. Hoyd. You got to love seeing the Selish people. I guess, so My to answer your question, my initial reaction as reading it subtracts. However, I'm, I'm wary to make that judgment because I, I understand how it contributes to the overall Cosmere. This goes for anyone, if any of you guys want to chime in. I'm totally okay with this because there's an established mechanism for it, and there are limits and there are rules. Mm. This isn't, you know, Gandalf the Grey falls fighting the Balrog and comes back as Gandalf the White. 
J.R.R. Tolkien putting you on blast. <laughs> you tell him, Mike. Yeah, I, I think it's within the rules of the Cosmere that Brandon has established. And as long as he does more with with the story that's given, then I think this is a good thing. Um, I, I think it adds now, like in my experience now, again, that I've done all my rereads and everything's explained. I'm like, you know what? This works. And there's definitely some potential here. Um, we'll have to see when it comes to the Lost Metal once that's actually released. You know, in, the afterward, <laughs> in the afterward, Kelsier, or rather Brandon, says that Kelsier will likely have a part to play in Era 3. And now I'm just like, you know, what? Mm. where was he during Era 2? We know what he was doing between Era 1 and 2, but we don't know what he was actually doing during Era 2. Yeah, what was he doing during Era 2? We have mm. guesses, but they're spoilery. Secret stuff. So. Nah, I think he's doing something with the Southern Scadrians, in my opinion. Mm. I, th I think he's still hanging out down there. Although that mm. way, actually, do they? Because I'm trying to think of, of what Alec sort of described him, and it was sort of casual, and it's just Wax who sort of assumed that he meant the Lord Ruler. So Wax is, man, I'm so disappointed <laughs> by how dumb All of... Wax is. All of Alex's descriptions were past tense, though. Mm, right. That's what I was wondering. Like, he was our king and our god, and presumably isn't anymore. So, I don't know, maybe he left. So it's sort of like the same thing, like, Hoyd's up the stuff in between the books. Now Kelsier's up the stuff. Who knows? I wonder if they're buds by now. We'll disagree. find out in Mistborn Secret History, Volume 2. You disagree? I don't you think disagree with what buds. I wonder? Oh, no, 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 do I don't disagree, do you disagree with you wondering with wonder, I just disagree that they'd be getting along. I disagree with Dave's sense of curiosity. <laughs> no. Rover. Anyway, I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I think that's going to be an episode. Yep. The Cosmere is coming to an end. Yeah, nope. I, f I feel bad for you, Dave, because Lost Metal is going to come out, like, next year, and you have to wait three years at this point. Which is less than we have had to wait. That's true. That is true. <laughs> That is very true. Uh, but no, Dave's got a Stormlight novella, two full Stormlight books, and some comic books. Oh, wait, there's two Stormlight novellas. Yes. Uh, oh, real yeah. quick, Tori, we might need an update on the diagram next week as well. Yes, we oh, do. Yes, that's Thank happening. You. I want. I want to make sure to put that reminder out there as well. We have a big week next week. My two favorite girls from Stormlight each get their own novella. This is going to be awesome. Okay. Bye, everybody. Good night, Internet. Goodbye, Internet. This has been the Cosmere Deep Dive Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at CosmereCast or like us on Facebook. Our theme music is Traveling Made Up Continents by Gillicuddy, used with permission. Hear more from him at the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.